Hello. Okay. Thank you very much, Andrew and Natal, for the great time of worship. Uh, good morning, church. And good morning to those who are watching online from wherever you are. Um, I believe probably my parents in London will be online as well, and my wife's parents in Nigeria. So I did send them the link to join the service today. I hope, yeah, they are online. Okay. Um, Anyway, my name is Bolaji Jagadeh. Let me introduce myself again for some who don't know me. All right. Um, right. That's the topic we're going to be discussing today. It's actually a tough one because um, why? It's, it's not an easy thing to do when we're talking about forgiveness, especially when the offense is of a greater magnitude or degree. So uh, I was telling my wife some days ago, you know, I was like, do I actually qualify to preach this message? And that's the truth. Yeah, I will leave it like that. <laughs> All right. Let's say a short word of prayer. Father, we thank you once again for today is the day that, it, that you've made. We are so grateful that we can come together to learn at your feet. We appreciate you this morning. We pray that your word this morning will come out with power. We pray that your word this morning will heal us, it will refresh us, and it will encourage us. And at the end, we're going to go back home a changed person, a renewed person for this I pray for in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. I believe at some point in our lives, we've experienced, you know, some sort of hurt from probably people that we love, from our loved ones. Um, some form of betrayer. If I ask, um, if I ask the question, if I have to throw the question open, uh, is anybody here who hasn't been offended before, or who has not offended somebody before? You know, just like um, during the time of Jesus Christ, you remember that story when they brought to to him the woman that was caught in the act of adultery. I said, Master, what should be done to this woman? According to the law of Moses, this woman should be stoned for what she did. And Jesus Christ stooped down low. I'm not going to stoop down low. And um, he stood up and he said, um, if any of you has never committed any sin, be the first to cast a stone. We're not going to cast a stone this morning, right? But the question is, can anyone say that you've never been offended before or you've not offended somebody before? 
maybe there's somebody um, who would like to learn from your, you know, from your experience how you managed to do that. Uh, maybe you can talk to us after the, the service. So there, there are two sides to forgiveness. The offended, which is actually, you know, the person that was ought. And the, the offender, you that you carried out the offense. And what comes with that is some sense of guilt, which we're going to talk about later. And for the offended, it comes with some sort of resentment and um, an all sorts, not just resentment, bitterness, anger, you know, name it. So th this message actually is for the speaker, myself as well, and for every one of us. And forgiveness is one thing that is also, um, or unforgiveness, let me put, put it that way, is something that, you know, people are struggling with, even in the church of God, between pastors to, to members, members to pastor, for one thing or the other. And it's a sin that is common in the family as well, between brothers, between sisters, parents to children, children to parents, depending on the magnitude of the offense. Forgiveness is a big challenge. But I pray that God will give us the grace that we need to forgive and to let go. Amen. All right. Let's go to our passage, please, for today. So this is the story of Joseph. I'm going to read the passage, but you can follow as I read. So when Joseph's brother saw that their father was dead, they said, it may be that Joseph will eat us and pay us back for all the evil that we did to him. So they sent a message to Joseph saying, your father gave this command before he died. Say to Joseph, please forgive the transgression of your brothers and their sin because they did evil to you. And now please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brother also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for I am in the place, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it to to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. That's quite interesting, right? Let's have a look briefly into the, um, some key events 
during the timeline of Joseph's life, right, before I go into what I want to say next. As we all know the story of Joseph, he was his father's favorite son, and he was uh, the first child of Rachel, Joshua, uh, Jacob had two, two wives, Leah and Rachel. We won't go into that story today. But Joseph was sold as a slave to the Ishmael when he was 17 years old. 17 years old. Initially, his brother, were, they, they were going to kill, they, were gonna, they, they plotted to, click, to kill him. That was the plan. They wanted to kill him. But eventually, they threw him in the pit. Reuben intervened, and um, they sold him as a slave. And he ended up in Potiphar's house. We all know what happened while he was in Potiphar's house. He eventually landed in prison for an offense he didn't commit. When he was 28 years, um, he had an encounter with, um, with Pharaoh's butler and a baker. And um, after that, when he was 30 years old, you know, that's when he managed to inter interpret the, the dream and he became the prime minister. So when he was 37 years old, you know, that was when the prophecy, the, the interpretation of the dream, you know, actually came to pass. Then 39 years old, that's, that's when his family came to Egypt. So let's look at when he was 17, between 17 years old and 39 years old. For 22 good years, he lost contact with his dear father and his dear brother, Benjamin. Even though his mom died you know, at a very early age. All because of what his brother did selling him as a slave. He lost contact. And all because of what he did, you know, he landed in prison because of an accusation from Potiphar's wife. Right. This, all these will have been, all these events will have been probably avoided if his brothers didn't sell him. That's, um, for me, that's a um, high magnitude offense. Next slide, please. But see what happened eventually. That's Joseph. That's a picture of Joseph, you know, embracing his brothers. At the end, despite of all what they did to him, this was somebody they tried to kill. All right, we might say that's um, a story from the Bible, right? I know we've, we've, we, all have, we all have our stories and we've read different stories as well. I'm just going to touch briefly on, on a couple of stories, you know, that are related to forgiveness. So there is um, this lady pastor in the United States. Her name is Joyce Mayer. I don't know if anybody knows her, Right? She was repeatedly raped by her own dad for years until she turned 18. According to her, she did a calculation. It was more than like 200 times that her dad raped her. That's, that's huge. That's deep. 
But God told him, God told her rather to forgive and to let go. It was a difficult decision for her to make. God told her to buy a house for her parent, which she did. She bought a car for them. She moved them from the city where they used to live, close to her. She did all that. That's part of what her dad did to her. And that actually touched her dad. And eventually, a dad had to approach her because he carried the grief and the guilt of what he did to her daughter for a very long time as well. And for her to see a daughter looking after her, that's part of what she did. So she, he was really touched and he had to seek for forgiveness from my daughter. And through that, eventually gave his life for Christ. And there's another story that I read. It's a story of, um, written by John Jane Hart. This was during the time of Hitler. So when Nazi Germany, when they captured um, Holland, basically, when they, yeah, they took over Holland. And there's this Christian family. Um, the name of the young girl is called Cory. I don't know if anybody has heard that story, yeah? So they helped Jewish Christian to escape, you know, the, um, the, the Nazis, basically. But eventually, the, the Nazis discovered that they are doing that. So they put them into a detention camp, the entire family, the, the father, the mother. No, I'm not sure the mother was there. The father and the, and the sister, and her sister. They died in the detention camp. So two years after the war, she went to Germany to preach on forgiveness. Right in the service, the guard of the detention camp was right there. And she heard the story. And after the service, she went straight to, to this lady, Corey. And she said, and he said, I was the guide the guard at the detention camp. And at that point in time, this was a lady that was humiliated in the camp. She was maltreated. Probably she was, she was tortured. And her dad died and her sister as well in this camp. And she saw the person, the guard of that detention camp. This is what, let me... Just with um, a reaction. When this God extends his hand toward Adam asks, Will you forgive me? Corey stares at the outstretched arm. The moment seems like hours as she wrestles with the most difficult decision she has ever had to make. But thank God she knows the scripture. Eventually, she forgave this man. My question to you, look at the story of Joseph, look at the story of Joyce Meyer and the story of Corey. 
what will you do if it were to be you? Really and truly, what will you do? So today is um, a time for sober, sober reflection. For us to ponder, to think deeply on the message for today. Now, let's go to what forgiveness is. What is forgiveness? I pray that God will give us the time to go through this before the time. Okay, what is forgiveness? Let's look into what it is, right? Uh, This is a definition by psychology. I got it from the web. So it's a conscious, deliberate decision. It's not a feeling. So I underlined some keywords. Or I, I rather I highlighted some keywords there. Feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person or group who has armed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. Isn't that deep? Is a deliberate, is a conscious decision to release feelings of resentment, feelings of anger, of vengeance. You have to take revenge. You just have to let it go, regardless of whether they deserve it, regardless of whether they show remorse or not. That's a difficult thing to do, right? The next one says um, is a commitment as well, a personal commitment to change the process when we're talking about forgiveness. And it's not an event. It's something that happens continuously. You have to keep forgiving. Not that you have to do it and stop. It's a continuous process. And it's a work of faith. You will see why I said it's a work of faith. Um, Romans chapter 12. Let's read the book of Romans. Chapter 12 from verse 17 to 21. This is what the Bible says. You know, let's forget about, no, we shouldn't forget about it. You know, the definition. What is it? You know, the definition given by the psychology, right? Now let's look at what the Bible says. It says, repay no evil for evil. But give thoughts to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Now listen, to the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him, if he's thirsty, Give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will eat burning coals on, the, on his head. 21. Do not overcome. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Regardless of what it do or what it did to you, going back to that definition, you need to make a deliberate decision, conscious decision. To release them, to release feelings of you know, resentment or vengeance, just like we read in the passage. 
You know, we need to show them mercy. We need to show them kindness. Somebody that hurt you. Somebody that harmed you. I don't want to go into different types of, you know, offenses, you know, or the magnitude. And no matter what, no matter how big, the Bible is saying, you know, we should not avenge ourselves. Right. Okay. When we're talking about forgiveness, then it's also very important to highlight what exactly forgiveness is not. What is, what is it not? We've talked about what it is. That what is it not? It's not the same as reconciliation. Now, a good example, you know, you, are, you have a business partner and eventually this man duped you, probably thousands of millions of dollars. Somebody you trusted. Somebody you form an alliance with, you work together with him. You can forgive, but that doesn't mean, you know, you have to go into business with him again. That doesn't mean it has to be business as usual. So these are two different things. And um, of course, there are some relationships that would never be the same. Right? And there are certain offenses that one cannot be reconciled with the offenders. You know, one doesn't have to return to the same relationship or accept the same harmful behaviors from an offender. But forgiveness should be given immediately. But trust takes time. It does not mean that offense should not be reported to the authority. Although there's a very thin line between forgiveness and seeking revenge. But in some cases, depending on the magnitude of the offense, you may need to report it to the authority so that another person will not fall a victim. Could be in case of probably rape or abuse. You may need to let the authority know in order to prevent such from repeating itself. Your silence may mean that somebody else will get hurt. But in the process of seeking or reporting the offense, you just need to be very careful that you are not actually seeking revenge. And you need to let the Spirit lead you on how to go about it. So there are so many things that we, we can actually say forgiveness is not. But I'm not going to go too much into it today. I'm just going to highlight those two. All right. Then what is actually unforgiveness? We must have heard this common saying that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. You know, you are abhorring unforgiveness and the, you, you are, basically you are harming yourself and you are thinking you are harming the other party. So that's the way it feels at times. 
for people who are holding something against the other person, the offender. And it is a sin that causes bitterness. Bitterness. That's what unforgiveness is. According to um, the lady I mentioned earlier on, Joyce Mayer, she said um, unforgiveness is, um, abhorring unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping your enemy will die. No. The major impact is actually on yourself. Okay. What are the consequences of unforgiveness? Let's look at the consequences of unforgiveness. It hinders answers to prayers. We won't be able to read the, the passages, but we can make a note of them and read them maybe when we get home. So, the delay that you've been getting, you've probably been getting from, from the prayers. Prayers that are yet to be unanswered. It could be because you are holding something against somebody. It could be. That's why the Bible says in that Mark 11, 25, says, whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But, verse 26 now says, but if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven forgive your trespasses. When you stand praying, so that is to say unforgiveness can end us prayer. Not that it can, it enders prayer. And of course, it damages your health as well. I believe studies have shown, thank God we've got uh, doctors here, unforgiveness could lead to um, hypertension, could lead to migraine, you know, insanity, name it. Why do you want to keep up with that? It's in that's your next level. God will not trust you with influence. We saw the story of Joseph. Of course, it's all because even before he reconciled with his brother, he must have forgiven them long ago. Otherwise, the dream he had while he was young may not come to fulfillment, you know, becoming the prime minister. So, holding on to unforgiveness may end your next level, you know, of promotion or where God wants it to be. And it grieves the Holy Spirit as well. Um, it opens doors to demons. And it presents grants for accusation from Satan. Satan is going to use it against you because unforgiveness is a sin. And Satan can take that to God and use it against you. Use it as a, as a legal ground. The last one there, guilt. Uh, this has got to do with um, the offender. You as a person that you probably hurt somebody and you, you are carrying the guilt. The guilt is so heavy on you 
And you haven't done anything about it. I would have loved to share a story but because of time. Because I've been in this, this position as well. Due to what I did, but not until when I confessed my sin to God and I had to go to the person that I offended to seek forgiveness as well. The guilt was heavy on me for years. And I just didn't seek forgiveness. I had to restitute, return what I took. In the case of Zacchaeus, we know the story of Zacchaeus, what he said to Jesus. He said, if I've taken anything from anybody, my fraudulent act, he said he's going to return it, repay it back four times. That's restitution. So it's good to seek forgiveness from, from God, but at times, forgiveness is not complete until you restitute. Thank goodness, two Sundays ago, we're talking about Philemon. Um, Stephen shared the story of Philemon and Onesimus, his master. Paul said he should charge whatever he owes into his account that is going to repay him. He asks for forgiveness and at the same time, restitution. Why should we forgive? It's a command. Uh, Ephesians 4, 31 to 32 says, uh, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. So it's what we have to do. It may be difficult. It may not be an easy thing to do. And of course, it's, it is alien to our soul. No, you, you relieve yourself of that heavy load that you've been carrying. The anger, the resentment. You just release yourself. And that brings healing. That brings comfort. You are setting yourself free from bondage of unforgiveness. You know, that's one of the reasons why we need to forgive. And is a precondition to some of the answers to our prayers, just like I mentioned that it's in this prayer. It could be. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why we need to forgive. And lastly, you know, if, you have, if we have to look at our debt, it's greater. But yet, Christ did what? He died for us. For your sake, for my sake. For an offense it did not commit. How much more? More reason why we need to let go. We need to think about what Christ did for us. So in conclusion. All right. We're talking about courage at the crossroad of life. So I know this takes courage when we're talking about forgiveness. 
it's not an easy thing to do, just like I mentioned at the start of the message. So this is my simple uh, definition for courage. Louis, before you ask, so I put it up there. So it's the ability or willingness to let God and to let go of those who hurt you, those who harm you. That's my courage. And I have a formula, which um, I believe um, can help us as well. From the definition, you know, I said is conscious, deliberate decision. So it's a decision plus action. You need to take the action by letting go or by letting off that person you are holding grievance against. And of course, it's not an easy thing to do. It needs God's grace. So those three combined together, for me, that's courage in this context when it comes to forgiveness. It may, that formula may apply to other areas as well, but that's what we need. You know, when I hear some people say, oh, I can never forget A, I can never forget B because of what it did. Yeah, you know, I agree. When we look at or when we review the magnitude, the severity of the offense, we can now say, okay, this offense, oh, it doesn't deserve forgiveness. But one thing that I want us to always think about, we are all sojourners here on earth. We are all pilgrims. We are running a race to the kingdom of heaven. That's our final destination as children of God. And anything like unforgiveness will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So as as heaven-bound pilgrims, Christians, you know, we should not allow any extra baggage that will hinder us from ending the race well, from finishing well, from getting to that final destination. You know, if you let that keep ringing in our head, the final goal, and we don't want, you know, the present situation to hinder us from getting to the final goal, to the final destination, then we should courageously just let go, no matter what. Let God and let go. I don't know, maybe there's somebody in the congregation this morning, you are thinking, Bolaji, you don't know, you know, how hot I am. You don't know what that person has done to me. That's why you, you know, you're just thinking or saying I can easily forgive. Yeah, I may not know, but this is what the word of God says. And if you really want to handle well as well, for your sake, for your benefit, and to reign with Christ at the end, please, this is something we need to do. And I pray that God will help us in the name of Jesus So I just want us to humbly bow our heads and pray. This is a personal prayer. I'm not going to say we should pray for... Okay, before I say that, if anybody needs prayer, if if you think you need um, any of the headers to agree with you, maybe this is something you've been battling with or struggling with and you need any of the headers to agree with you, please feel free to reach out to them. If you want to be prayed for particularly, maybe you've been struggling with unforgiveness, battling with it.
I just couldn't, you know, it just couldn't help it. Please. But I just want us to bow our heads and pray to God this morning to give you the grace to let God and to let go. To give you the grace to live a life of, of forgiveness on daily basis. Just talk to God personally what you want or what you've been going through. Just tell him to help you. Tell him to give you a forgiving heart. Tell him to give you the grace to love your neighbors the way you ought to, to love those who even hurt you, to show kindness to them. Father, we thank you for this morning. We give you all the praise, all the honor and adoration. Daddy, we thank you for your word that you sent to us today. We pray for help from above this morning to be able to release people that we are holding something against, people that we are you know, we are angry towards them because of what they've done to us. Father, please help us. And we pray that on this journey to the kingdom of God, anything that will hinder us, that will stop us from ending well, finishing well, we pray that you help us to do without them, to leave them all behind, so that we can reign supreme with you at the end of our journey here on earth. This is our prayer. Heal our soul, Lord, and please have mercy upon us. Forgive us all our sins and help us to forgive those who sin against us as well. And this we pray for in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all.